Hey y'all, welcome back to the Mormon History Hoedown. I'm giving you a little introduction because the following is a live stream I did last night with Shalice at Cults to Consciousness Podcast, who is fantastic. And if you haven't seen our collabs, definitely check those out on YouTube and follow their podcast. So there's been a lot of breaking news about Tim Ballard. And if you don't know, he is the man that the Sound of Freedom movie is based on. He is a very Mormon guy and runs several nonprofit and for-profit businesses, including Operation Underground Railroad. So, uh, of course, I am pro-ending the practice of child slavery, sex slavery, anything to do with that realm, and the entire passion of mine and Chalice is is to uh, break people away from cults into consciousness. It's in, it's part of my entire content mission, life, everything to work for those same causes. Um, But if you want to know more about the reasons why his organization and his dealings are not extremely kosher, you could say, there's many resources you can look into. And we we touch on that in this podcast, but don't go into it entirely thoroughly. So as me and Chalice need to say many times, please do not come for us. This particular podcast is about something a little bit different, and we didn't have time to get into all of that. But I did want to jump at the chance to do this live stream. And even more news has come out since we recorded this last night, including a Vice article that states, Tim Ballard's departure from Operation Underground Railroad followed sexual misconduct investigations. Tim Ballard's exit from Operation Underground Railroad earlier this year followed an investigation into claims of sexual misconduct involving seven women, according to sources with direct knowledge of the organization. Sexual misconduct with seven women. Sources familiar with the situation said that the self-styled anti-slavery activist who appears to be preparing for a Senate run invited women to act as his wife, quote unquote, on underground overseas missions, ostensibly aimed at rescuing victims of sex trafficking. He would then allegedly coerce these women into sharing a bed or showering together, claiming that it was necessary to fool traffickers. Ballard, who was played by Jim Caviezel in the hit film Sound of Freedom, is said to have sent at least one woman a photo of himself in his underwear. That doesn't sound necessary. The showering. I can shower alone. Mm. This all, all, that all sounds real unnecessary. Festooned with fake tattoos and to have asked another how far she was willing to go in the words of a source to save the children. These sources requested anonymity because they fear retaliation. The total number of women involved is believed to be higher than seven, as that would only account for employees, not contractors or volunteers. One source close to OUR has detailed knowledge of Ballard making sexual advances to a volunteer using methods similar to those he allegedly used with OUR employees are also consistent with his conduct towards another former volunteer who spoke to Vice News. In response to a detailed request for comment, a spokesperson for Operation Underground Railroad told Vice News, Tim Ballard resigned from OUR on June 22nd, 2023. He has permanently separated from OUR. OUR is dedicated to combating sexual abuse and does not tolerate sexual harassment or discrimination by anyone in its organization. OUR retained an independent law firm to conduct a comprehensive investigation of all relevant allegations and OUR continues to assist and improve the governance of the organization and protocols for its operations to preserve the integrity of its investigation and to protect the privacy of all persons involved. OUR will not make any further public comments at this time. OUR is confident 
in its future and leading organization committed to combating sex trafficking and saving children who have been captured and sold into slavery. So perhaps by saying that it doesn't tolerate sexual harassment and discrimination by anyone in his organization, uh, and that Tim Ballard has permanently had to step down, maybe that is an admission. And then with the things that we're going to get into this podcast, it's kind of an open question uh, that the Mormon church denounces Tim Ballard's morally unacceptable activities. And at the time of this recording, we didn't quite know what those activities would be. And it seems to be that if M. Russell Ballard of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles knows about these things, uh, that's why he wants to distance himself. And that's why the church wants to distance themselves and put out such a strong statement that's kind of where I'm leading with this. The article from Vice goes on to say, the information from the source with direct knowledge of OUR corroborates an anonymous letter that has been circulated in Utah philanthropic communities for the past several months, which accuses Ballard of sexual harassment. Vice News first reported on the letter in July. The journalist Lynn Packer published it in full on Sunday. I'm going to go ahead and link at the bottom to Lynn Kenneth Packer, the investigative journalist, former employee at BYU. Uh, He just posted 19 hours ago, Packer OUR Report 31, Sexual Allegations, where he goes into that in more detail. It's also linked in the Vice article that will also be linked below. A quote from this newest Vice article about the sexual misconduct, quote, several weeks ago, an OUR employee who accompanied him on an undercover operation filed a sexual harassment complaint against him with OUR's H. Our department. The letter, which was sent this summer to donors to anti-trafficking causes, reads, this resulted in extensive internal investigation into Tim and his individual operational tactics and led to more women speaking up as part of the investigation process. It was ultimately revealed through disturbingly specific and parallel accounts that Tim has been deceitfully and extensively grooming and manipulating multiple women for the past few years with the ultimate intent of coercing them to participate in sexual acts with him under the premise of going where it takes and doing whatever it takes to save a child. (sighs) The letter further says that OUR's board and lawyers had made agreements preventing executives from discussing the circumstances of Ballard's exit from the organization he founded, making it, quote, virtually impossible for them to defend the organization against Tim's false narratives, end quote. The author or authors of the letter did not respond to requests for comment, and OUR spokesperson did not dispute what was said in the letter when asked about it by Vice News in July, or respond further when told that reporters could only take this as confirmation of its accuracy. That's what I was saying. Hmm. Women believed to be at the center of the investigation have not responded to requests for comment or have declined to comment. People who know them say they fear retaliation and the effects scandal could have on OUR as it seeks to move on without Ballard, whom sources say is currently trying to work his way back into the organization. Ballard did not respond to requests for comments submitted through his personal website, that of his new organization, The Spear Fund, and through a spokesperson whom OUR previously told Vice News is his personal representative. Ballard, an ally of Donald Trump, he held an appointed office in a public-private anti-trafficking council in the Trump administration and recently hosted the former president on his podcast. 
has said he's strongly considering a run for the Senate seat to be vacated by Mitt Romney. Speculation in the LDS community indicates he's planning to announce his bid on October 10th. Last week, a spokesperson for the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints issued a statement to Vice News that contained a pointed rebuke of Ballard. Again, that's what this following podcast is about. This statement accused Ballard of inappropriately using the name of church leader and Russell Ballard. And again, the church did not specify in its statement what activity it regards as morally unacceptable. And the guesses are going to go to this sexual misconduct that I just read. Over the weekend, Ballard responded to Vice News' reporting by giving an impassioned speech to a small crowd in Boston in which he said, it's not true. Nothing you hear is true. That again is going to be in the following podcast. We play that video. He also said he outright did not believe that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints condemned him in a statement issued to Vice News, something that did in fact happen as has been confirmed by multiple Utah news outlets. Again, there's a lot of people in the comment sections uh, who cannot believe that these articles from Vice could be anything but, you know, it's got to be fake news. And that's an opinion that that's an opinion that Tim Ballard has that he shouts in this video that I'll play in front of this crowd in Boston. Many people in disbelief that these statements were issued to Vice News, a left-leaning publication, but as they say, something that did in fact happen, as confirmed by multiple Utah news outlets, and as we will get into, the same statements in Vice are also in Deseret News. Also in the podcast, I wasn't able to get to the name of the public relations director at the LDS Church, and his name is Doug Anderson. A good friend of mine, Radio Free Mormon, sent me a screenshot this morning of a comment left under the pro-Mormon, the pro-LDS YouTube channel Word Radio's comment section that reads, this doesn't affect Tim. This affects all members. I have family members that reached out and said that they were going to leave the church if there's not a statement tomorrow and that Doug Anderson is fired. Please pray for a miracle. 18 thumbs up from its fellow Word Radio watchers. Yeah, as I discuss in this following podcast, this is a big deal, and the church has major mess on its hands. And RFM went on to text me and tell me, quote, the church has now put that article about Tim Ballard back up on their website. As we will discuss, it came down, and then now it looks like their articles about Tim Ballard are back up on LDS.org or whatever it's called now. This suggests to me that their move is going to be a throw Doug Anderson under the bus. The fact that they took it down shows it's an orchestrated effort. The fact they're putting it back up indicates they want to hide the fact it's an orchestrated effort and blame it all on the PR guy. Time will tell. So that concludes the intro and I will roll the live stream. All links to what I discussed with Shalice are in the description of this podcast. I highly suggest you go check out my YouTube channel if you can to see the visuals I put on screen to get the full picture, especially the infamous whiteboard meeting. And this podcast was a live stream, but nonetheless, I'm really proud of the work Shalice and I put into this and hope to make further episodes in the future uh, to expand up on the philosophies of Tim and other Mormons that they have around uh, their, the way that their Mormonism ties directly to American exceptionalism, the scriptures and American history and where they pull these ideas from and my prediction for the future break off schisms of the Mormon church. As always, I hope to make content that is informative and valuable and filled with more lulls than usual. My nonprofit is a great way to donate and is tax deductible in the U S so the links to my donor box and Venmo are below. 
And there's also my Patreon that has its own exclusive goodies. So every little bit really does count. And it's the only way that I can make this podcast sustainable. My email is also below. It's thenuanceho at gmail.com if you want to reach out with any questions, tips, comments, etc. And here we go. Tim Ballard's dishonest meltdown when Mormon Church abandons him. Hey guys, welcome. Welcome to Cults to Consciousness, our additional segment of Culty News. I am joined by the amazing Kara Burrell slash Nuance Ho. If you don't subscribe to her channel already, you definitely should. She's hilarious and debunks a whole bunch of Mormon truth claims, and it's so juicy. Thanks, Kara, for joining us. Thank you, Shalise. Appreciate you. Everyone yeah. in my audience, welcome. Uh, the Nuance Ho YouTube channel and what I'm making uh, my third episode of my new podcast officially this is going to be it is uh, my new podcast is called the Mormon History Hoedown and coming at you live with some juicy news about the beginning of the new Mormon Civil War that's what I'm going to call it I'm going to I'm going to play prophet <laughs> and predict this story is big news it is big news. In fact, just when I was doing my research before this and I just typed in Tim Ballard, U.S. Senate, there were so many news sources covering it. They pretty much had yep. essentially the same story, which is why I'm excited to hear what you have to bring to the table, because I know you did a lot more extensive research than I did and you have all this stuff prepared. Thank you for that. So if you are just tuning in and you're like, what are we talking about today? Tim Ballard, he's the guy who the Sound of Freedom movie was kind of based around. We'll get into all that juicy detail as well. But he kind of, like someone said in the comments, has a God complex, claims that he saw Jesus. It's a whole thing. So Kara, I know you wanted to do a little intro on Tim. So what do you got? I wake up this morning and I see that Mormon Stories has reposted something that Glenn Beck said, which I will have to share on screen in a second. And the long story short is that Tim Ballard, this CIA officer turned child rescuer of sex trafficking with uh, Operation Underground Re uh, Railroad, who is a very famous Mormon, kind of wears Mormonism on his sleeve. I would say that he is guilty of kind of some affinity fraud, which is another thing that I want to get into, and that the Mormon church, through a statement through their PR department, has publicly denounced ties with Tim Ballard. <laughs> and he yeah. uh, goes in front of a group of people. He has them film them. And he says, I don't know anything about this. None of this is true. I, uh, Elder Ballard, who is uh, a senior, uh, how would you describe Elder Ballard? He, I don't know if he's the leader he's of the Quorum of the Twelve. He's, um, he's, he's an the apostle. He is the president of the Quorum of the Twelve, which is, if you're not familiar with Mormon lingo, everybody, it's like the higher ups in the church, the top, top 12 aside from the prophet. It's like as high as you can go. Right, exactly. So even though Elder Ballard, M. Russell Ballard and Tim Ballard, they're not related. They share the same last name. It turns out that there's some type of affinity fraud here going on where in his operations with Operation Underground Railroad to do these these highly uh, dubious kind of illegal uh, sex trafficking rescues of children that they had been using a psychic, a Mormon psychic. That's a total other issue. We'll get into too. A Mormon psychic who'd been communicating with dead prophets of the church, 
like Nephi from the Book of Mormon, and that Tim Ballard had run this entire operation with a very Mormon staff at OUR and Mormon donors telling people that he had been meeting monthly or catching Elder Ballard up on his operations, including Uh the ones about using psychics to talk to dead Mormon prophets on the missions that they were doing in these foreign countries to save children. So the church has tried to distance themselves and in the church, they have excommunications that go through, you know, your bishop, your stake president, you have a council, many, many people, friends of mine have been excommunicated from the LDS church. This is for, for, uh, Tim Ballard to run this entire operation with so many Mormons involved in a way where he now is being denounced by the church. It is effectively excommunicating him. It's like effectively booting him out of the church. Like, oops, I moved my mic. Like (laughs) without any type of counsel. And I wake up this morning and I see all of these posts of Glenn Beck on Twitter. Apparently what I would say, not knowing how his church works. Not knowing that (laughs) the church often does just uh, use you until they want to distance you or distance themselves from you. So okay, I have to different pieces of these stories. It's crazy, right? In real quick, because when you told me that the psychic was channeling Nephi, I just have to say, okay, I have to preface this whole thing with a few things. The first. Yes, human trafficking, child trafficking is real, and it is definitely something that needs attention. And that is not, we are not saying the work that he's apparently doing is wrong. We're saying, like, yes, we we need to help these children. The first thing. I don't want anyone to come after me like, what? You don't want to help the children? The other thing is, I'm not saying psychics aren't real. I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying they aren't. But what's funny about that part of the story, Kara, is that Nephi is a fictional character. He's made up. He's not He's not a real person. And so that's what just made me crack up so hard because all of the characters in the Book of Mormon are essentially fan fiction. And that's just really funny. So I just had to point that out. And let, let us also point out that there is certain factions of Mormonism throughout history that have broken off and kind of live by their own new set of rules of how they're allowed to do things and get away with very dangerous things. And so the reason why I think this story is so insanely important is because it it is our modern 2023 break off of the ultra type of right-wing Mormons, the like the QAnon type of Mormons, people who have uh, high levels of deception kind of already baked into their, their way that they do Mormonism, okay? And... The fact that um, the Mormon church claims this authority that it's able to do things, give blessings, ordinances, and all of that through what? The power of the priesthood. That is the proposition of Mormonism is that the church was restored to have these special keys to do God's work. And the fact that Tim Ballard was going outside of those types of priesthood keys to do what I would hope would be the work of the Lord is saving trafficked kids. He's using female psychic mediums doing a a type of practice that in and of itself could get somebody excommunicated. And then all within that saying when people in his organization, different Mormons that work for him saying, are you sure this is okay? And he says, it's a okay by elder Ballard that all of this, these entire operations, there's times in this article that we'll get into where when people are testifying about what 
they saw inside the organization, like we're about to do, uh, he did this one, uh, operation to save some kids that turned out to be a horrible failure. And before he goes in, obviously he's, he's going to pray that God's going to bless this operation before they go in. And it turned out to be this horrible failure. But before he goes in, he says, elder Ballard, you know, told me that him and God sign off on what we're doing right now. They give us our blessing. So he's speaking in this type of, again, very common in Mormon culture type of language that the priesthood leaders above us, we know better than you. All of this is sanctioned. Even if the evidence doesn't lead you to that conclusion, we hold yeah. a special mantle of discernment and so yeah. forth. And that's where it gets really, really dangerous. Yes. There's so much to get into. I don't know if you have this in your slideshow or not, um, but I'll just mention quickly that the Mormon church actually did have information supporting Tim on their website, which has recently been removed as shown by the screenshots on Mormon Stories Instagram, which shout out to Mormon Stories. You're giving us all the deets and we appreciate you. I think they're going live tomorrow. Um, so I just found it interesting that it's not like they never held support for him. It's they cut it off abruptly and were like, well, we didn't have we've never had anything to do with them, you know, <laughs> so little piece of information. So do you want to get into all the juicy stuff that you brought, Kara? Yeah. Um, let's start with going to throw the video up on screen. So uh, as I just described, uh, Tim Ballard is in shock by this. And by shock, I mean, he has to also know that he shouldn't have been doing a lot of the things that he's been doing. He's been, um, as soon as Sound of Freedom movie came out around that same time, uh, there were some uh, concerns that came up in the in the nonprofit that he runs, um, Operation Underground Railroad, and it went through PR and he ended up, we still don't really know what those accusations are and what the issue was, uh, but it could very well be people complaining about this type of affinity fraud that he's doing. So uh, as soon as Sound of Freedom uh, came out, he steps down. And so he has to know that, that there are a lot of people who are tired of his crap for a while. And the biggest one of all is the Mormon church. And I will explain right. exactly why, as we go on, why it is so ironic and must be so painful for Tim Ballard that the church that he's been trying to bring people to doesn't want anything to do with them. So yeah. he's uh, on this tour in Boston, apparently, and he says, uh, I want everyone to pay attention, film this, take this out to the media outlets. I have no idea what's going on. So we'll watch this and then I want to respond with a few of the articles. Okay. Nothing's, nothing in here is true. President Ballard is like a grandfather to me. He came to me in, I don't know, 2012, 2011. And he told me that All right, so just pause. He's confused and he's going to be denying that he's been using the name of Elder M. Russell Ballard for his for his clout, clout. for his businesses, yeah. for his nonprofits to raise money for these uh, for-profit businesses, movies, TV series, uh, books, uh, all these kinds of things. Because again, Tim Ballard is the type of person where in Utah, especially that has the highest rate per capita of fraud and like Ponzi schemes and like MLMs and things, 
the, the affinity of people that are around you is a major player in Mormon culture. So not only does he have the last name Ballard, which doesn't tie to Emerson Ballard, they're not related, but there's a high amount of affinity fraud going on here. And he's so confused and he's saying, yeah, he's just like a grandpa to me. But watch what he says next. Never in my life, never. He's like, to raise money for a business? What business? All right. In a second, I want to show you, there's a lot of businesses that uh, Tim Ballard is in charge of. But even in the way that he describes this, he's like, what? I've never even used his name. I've never, I haven't done anything with, with his name. He's like a grandfather to me. And then in about a second, he says that this is unheard of, that I call my stake president. He doesn't know anything about this. I call my bishop. He doesn't know anything about this. You know what wandering minds want to know, Shalise? What? If M. Russell Ballard is like a grandpa to you, uh, why don't you call him yourself? It tells me <laughs> that there's been a falling out and this is not a surprise to you. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. That's a good point. So there was a famous, um, whiteboard meeting with, uh, Tim Ballard and he asked his associates to, that were there present at his meeting of kind of what his overall game plan was going to be to not tell anyone about this. They had to sign NDAs of what his mission was. And Shalise, can you guess what his mission was? Overall, what is this whiteboard alluding to? To make him rich and famous and bring people to Mormonism. Bingo. <laughs> so some of you guys might already, known, already have known this, but I think it's really interesting that um, you can't really tell, but there has been a uh, Lynn Packer is a journalist uh, who uh, was a professor at BYU. Mormon Stories has an entire episode with Lynn Packer describing the ways that uh, Tim has been able to use this type of affinity fraud to get in uh, to the good graces of Mormons using his good name. Um, there's pictures of him, I'll show you in a second, where he's, he's speaking at Enzyme College, which is owned by the church. And he's saying things like, I prayed with my wife if in the temple, if I should, you know, leave the CIA and start this, this, this business <laughs> essentially to be able to get a high salary, raise tons of money, keep a lot of it, have a lot of shady deals going on. And that I prayed and my, my wife and I decided that that was the right thing to do. And he also talks about in the vice article that M Russell Ballard encouraged him to do this entire operation as well. So Lynn Packer has a great Mormon stories exposing a lot of this and one of the reconstructions, if I can get to it, there we go. At yeah, the top of to read. Um, so slave stealers, LLC for profit at the very top on the side, child liberation foundation. Okay. Down underneath that, that's the operation underground railroad and that's what he calls the sizzle that's what gets people's interest that's the the you know if it bleeds it leads kind of stuff to get people's attention for what you're trying to go to at the bottom timballard.com sound of freedom movie he wants 
millions of dollars in the bank account, book deals, speaking fees. And then ultimately, as we'll talk about being a type of white savior, being a type of savior for the Mormon church itself, that people can put their trust in that the Mormon church is a, it is a covenant people. They moved to Utah to establish Zion and that yeah. they believe that they are the chosen people of God. And that within this established American nation from the pilgrims being saved by God to establish this nation, that we must retain those founding fathers, very patriotic, very like hyper, hyper right-wing kind of conspiracy <laughs> QAnon, one interpretation of history that this is the best country that's ever existed. And we are the chosen people to make sure that that freedom is spread out to everyone. And it's the Mormons, American Mormons specifically job and covenant with God to do that. And I cannot <laughs> overstate enough how that is part of his mission. So we go back to the top slave stealers. LLC is the for-profit Brian Norton are the leaders. Tim Ballard. And then what is there next to it? Russell. M. Russell Ballard in parentheses that he would be a silent partner partner. So it shows that they are going to be controlling different for-profit businesses and that donors will pay into the for-profit entities under this auspice that they will then be able to move people through this, this sizzle chain and eventually kind of lead people back to Jesus Christ in yes. the form of the Mormon church. So, so real quick, we have a couple people confused in the comments and I get it. I, it's a lot. And even I'm still trying to put together the pieces. So someone asked, can someone please summarize this so far? So actually that whiteboard is a pretty good representation of what we're talking about. So on one hand, we have the Sound of Freedom movie, which is based on Operation Underground Railroad. It's been fact-checked through court documents that that movie was basically 99% fiction, and it was based on an event that things went very differently in real life with Tim Ballard, who the movie was kind of centered around. And then on the other hand, we have Tim Ballard, who now is like, I'm a hero, even though a lot of people aren't agreeing with that, wanting to run for U.S. Senate and take the seat of Mitt Romney for in Utah, who is going to retire. So you have him wanting to run for U.S. Senate and the church, the Mormon church, because he's very Mormon. Mormon church is like, wait a second. We don't want anything to do with him. He is using our name and using um, the apostle's name to get clout. And now we have, um, I, I don't know if it's proof for sure or if it's just alleged things, but I, we've read it in a few places saying that he thinks he is basically the next Messiah and Jesus came to him and said the second coming is near. That's also a very big prevalent thing within Mormon theology. It's the second coming. It's the latter days, hence Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he needs to do something about it. So he is considering running for this political position. So the, those are all of the pieces. And that whiteboard perfectly illustrated how they were all connected and what his overarching plan was. So hopefully that makes sense. Did I explain that right, Kara? Did I miss something? Perfect summary of my rambling. Just so excited. <laughs> You're doing a great job. It's a lot to Mine, follow. 
Mine is the one where I'm like, listen, sis, I have some hot goss for you. <laughs> and yours is the, the news reporter <laughs> keeping throttling me. Perfect. We're a good team. Okay. So did you want to keep talking about the whiteboard or move on to a different piece of info? So yeah, let's go back to what Tim was shouting. And again, for anyone who's just joined, the reason why it's so important to bring up M. Russell Ballard's name on this whiteboard that he had his employees signed an NDA that they could not release was for good reason. And again, he's saying, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I don't know if it's, I don't know why this is happening to me. I have to call my stake president and say, I'm basically effectively excommunicated. He can't call the person he just called, uh, like a grandpa to him on the phone and say, Hey, person who's on my whiteboard, who's going to help me do all of this white saviorism answer my phone call. Why did your PR department just tell me that they are denouncing me and all of my operations as morally reprehensible? He can't make that phone call. So he has to, he's, he just kind of is shook in front of this crowd. So let's go back to, uh, yeah. So someone was asking who made the whiteboard and it, it was him, right? He's the one that drew it he all drew up the whiteboard. his employees were in the room and it was a very long meeting. Exactly. And, um, uh, after each individual signed Ballard's non-disclosure agreement, they assembled in the meeting room in Paul Hutchinson's luxury home on a whiteboard. Tim Ballard presented the overall strategy of what he would call his master plan, each member's role and how each of their respective organizations would funnel donor money to his for-profit business, Slave Stealers, LLC. And that basically <laughs> a lot of that sizzle in those, those different projects, uh, like Operation Underground Railroad, um, that that is part of the sizzle that's it's it's facilitating um, as kind of like money laundering in a way. But those are the yeah. things that are going to make people pay attention and get him to be a household name to trust him right. with all of this other, all these other businesses and, and projects that he's up to that are for, for profit. Okay. Which I feel like it kind of worked in some ways. That movie was a hit and even though there's some controversy around it, controversy makes something even more prevalent. And so I think in some ways he was probably feeling high and mighty and like, yeah, this is happening. One of our, I don't know how many were on the bottom of that thing. It was like nine different things to get him to funnel to the, the main box. And that was mm -hmm. just one of them. And he was probably like, well, shit, well, dang it, guys. <laughs> We did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one of them is orphanage in Haiti. And I hate the word like sizzle around something that's supposed to be an orphanage yeah, when there are yeah. children in distress and they are part of your master plan for something that leads to anything that has to do with a for-profit business or timballard.com. I do not want to hear orphanage in the most, one of the most like poverty stricken countries in the entire world. Way be called something that has to do with your sizzle but anyway yeah okay. all right play yeah it's not true nothing's nothing in here is true president ballard is like a grandfather to me he came to me in i don't know 2020, 2012 
some business deal? What business deal? I don't have business. <laughs> it's never happened. But all the press in Utah is claiming that some church representative is saying that I can't get confirmation. Whether it's true or not true, if it was authorized or not, I, I don't know. So this is destroying, this is breaking up my family like you can't believe. My children are being harassed right now. Because everybody believes that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that I've defended for how many years? I've written how many books? I mean, how much money for Desiree book on my hypothesis books? And nobody can tell me. Guess what? Do you think I called my state president? I said, Do you know about this? No idea. I don't believe the church did this. I, I truly don't. Can you imagine that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints would publicly condemn one of its members? No. Uh, talking to yes <laughs> uh where have you been tim <laughs> yeah so that's where that's where part of me feels feels bad for him because in his mind he has been so dedicated to this church and he's right yeah he has sold a lot of books to deseret book and what are those those books about though they're a very they're a book that uh, are written to a certain audience that the church is not going to be very excited about having to betray now when that audience gets too out of control with their uh, conspiracies, with their Ponzi schemes, with their belief that they can act out of accordance of the priesthood, the way that that, uh, that faction of the church can now uh, say that they have certain connections that are embarrassing to church leaders. So yeah, all different types of people get excommunicated and booted from the LDS church when the church just basically gets embarrassed about something or other. Again, going back to the mm -hmm. premise of this church is founded on the idea that they have the priesthood, that they have the ability to have this mantle of discernment and anything that embarrasses them, that they don't have those things. Uh, they try to push under the rug. If you think back to like Gordon B. Hinckley, the Mark Hoffman debacle, forged documents, mm -hmm. not knowing that like a murderer was standing in front of them, trying to sell them forged documents, anything that the church feels embarrassed by, they're going to try to scrub. Unfortunately, Tim is correct in the way where this is wild though, that it came from a, a PR representative from the church and that they're going to have an entire mess on their hands now, because this is, this is quite a public way to just make a splash that that this man is excommunicated because they have to know that this is going to cause a huge I think civil war what do you think Shalise yeah I mean it's possible I don't know you said he's also kind of in the same ring as Ron Meldrum who is very extreme who the church has said we're not really affiliated with him right so maybe it won't be as bad as we think but also because he's trying to be a political figure, maybe it will. I do feel bad for his kids, though. His kids shouldn't suffer for this man's actions. Right. And I, I do 
really feel for them in that sense, especially, I mean, John Dillon has talked about it, how his kids suffer because of the work that he does. And when you live in Utah, unfortunately, that's the reality when you're someone who speaks out. And so I I do feel bad for him in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no shortage of empathy from me on people who are, uh, in all different types of cults, obviously, where they can't really control their environment and their genetics and the people who raised them. And there's going to be a lot of people who are just victims of their circumstances, you know? So, um, I can go in a couple places next. Um, okay. do you, do you want to finish the video or should we start reading the article? Let's start reading the article, unless there's something that you really wanted to touch on that's in the video. Um, we can finish up the video in a second, I think, because okay. it's funnier to, to know the information first. Okay. And, <laughs> so, and then I can't wait to show you what Glenn Beck had to say. Um, yes. Glenn Beck, the famous, another famous LDS person in media with his radio show and uh, various books in the right wing circles has been a big friend and I believe investor in in everything Tim. So starting with this breaking vice article, Mormon church denounces Tim Ballard's morally unacceptable activities. That is a strong statement. Yeah. So a church spokesman tells vice news that Ballard betrayed the friendship with a powerful leader who never authorized his name or the name of the church to be used under Tim's personal or financial interests. That leader again, M. Russell Ballard of the, the apostles. Um, so if anyone doesn't believe, cause that's so echoing back to what he said, he goes into this thing, Tim Ballard does in that clip that I was showing where he's like, do you believe that the LDS church would do this? Yes. I do believe that they would excommunicate you if you're embarrassing them. But then he goes on to say that they would give a statement to vice news vice who's written articles like promoting the idea that pedophiles can be called minor attracted persons. So he's thinking that the LDS church is just working with the devil and that it cannot be the LDS church again, mm. giving himself this type of special pleading that like, this is not the reality of the situation, but as we'll find out how vice obtained these, these quotes. And it's not just that the church went to vice, the same quotes, the same statements are in church owned Deseret news. Right. So Tim Ballard, um, same type of headline there. So, uh, the article, again, this is, uh, the Deseret news article, uh, quoting the vice news article. So if the church owned newspapers, Deseret news is quoting the vice article, Tim Ballard, you can't just say that, like, this cannot be the work of the LDS church. Um, the LDS church's PR department who released this statement, uh, that's, that's going to be under the same umbrella of the same church that has, that runs Deseret News. Unfortunately, it's not just like everyone in media who has access to the internet, who's saying bad things about you works for Satan. Unfortunately, that's not the case. <laughs> so the article starts with, uh, yes, that he is uh, considering a run for Senate. And there is a Senator right now, I believe his name is, in Utah, I believe his name is Sean Reyes. Is that correct? Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. I'll go. That is that it? Right. And they have been close, close buds. I have a picture in a second of them praying together and uh, being big supporters of each other. And 
that Utah Senator Sean Reyes, I believe, recently just came out a couple of days ago saying that uh, a patriot and a warrior is going to be running for Senate. I'm leaving my seat. Mitt Romney is leaving his seat. Or no, no, Reyes isn't leaving. Mitt Romney is leaving his seat. And he's like, I am going to be supporting a real patriot and a big warrior. And so with that kind of being leaked to the news, I think the church wants to get ahead of itself by saying that they do not support him overall as a person. So yeah. All right. Anything you want to summarize there? Have I made sense so far? No, I think that was good. Okay. So Ballard, whose career was uh, the inspiration for the recent box office hit Sound of Freedom, has also been the source of controversy and the subject of an investigation that did not result in any charges. Vice reported on Friday that Tim Ballard had allegedly claimed his work and other projects were endorsed by M. Russell Ballard, acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The two men share the last name, but they are not related. And then it goes on to quote the um, the statement that the church released. Um, Shalise, do you want to read that? Because I've been talking so much. Um, it's really small on my screen, so I don't think I can. <laughs> okay. It's even smaller it's online, like babe. This big. <laughs> oh, sh- you only knew what I'm working with. 2020 vision over here. I could try to make it bigger. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. So the statement from the church reads, President Ballard and Tim Ballard, no relation, established a friendship a number of years ago. That friendship was built on a shared interest in looking after God's children wherever they are and without regard to their, their circumstances. However, that relationship is in the past. For many months, President Ballard has had no contact with the founder of Operation Underground Railroad. The nature of that relationship was always in support of vulnerable children being abused, trafficked, and otherwise neglected. Once it became clear Tim Ballard had betrayed their friendship through the unauthorized use of President Ballard's name for Tim Ballard's personal advantage and activity regarding were oh it's regarded so as morally unacceptable. Oh, there you go. I personal advantage <laughs> and activity regarded as morally unacceptable. <laughs> morally unacceptable. And again, yeah. that could just be that he had these investigations under his own nonprofit that still people do not know what has come to light. Or it could just be basically that that Elder Ballard doesn't like the different failures and the different media controversy um, and uh, opinions of of what his his uh, his operation does and some of the more nefarious dealings and there's there's just something more below the surface of that morally unacceptable wording because it is a mm-hmm. strong choice to be condemning him so hard so publicly yeah. with a statement like this. Um, President Ballard withdrew his association. President Ballard never authorized his name or the name of the church to be used for Tim's personal or financial interests. In addition, the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints never endorsed, supported, or represented OUR, Tim Ballard, or any projects associated with them. President Ballard loves children all over the world. It has been part of his life mission, blah, 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 church founded on child sex trafficking and women trafficking, and a (laughs) church that uh, if you look into its history, uh, Mormon history, is a history of polygamy and um, just things like that, that are just basic to, you kind of have to, uh, if you want to be against sex trafficking, I am with you on that. We also have to talk about the doctrines and the policies of the church and the ways that it's fought to uh, keep secrets and move different uh, boy scout leaders around. And the video I'm working on next week, side project, a history of 
uh, sex abuse in the church. It's going to be heavy mm. um, and not funny at all, but it's just a, it's a, a passion of mine that if you're, I'm going to end a statement like that. I have to roll my eyes a little bit. Sorry. I have to be disrespectful when they're like, and he loves children. Yeah. Right. That's definitely what the doctrines and history and policies of your church shows anyway. Yeah, so that's the official statement, and it was published on Deseret News, which is owned by the LDS Church. So it's a little bit official. All right. <laughs> so um, let's jump to uh, watching a little bit more of the clip, and then I want to okay. read some of the article. Um, do you remember where we were? Let's just hypothetically say we're here. I his name to ask for anything. I've never had any business dealings with him. Grandfather to me, and Leo can to testify. He's a grandfather. He asked me to take him to, on this tour. President M. Russell Ballard asked me to take him on this tour. I didn't. It wasn't my idea. You were here, Coop. I was here. What? 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 Tell me what you experienced. Then basically, he just asks his sons and his like other relatives to be like, back up me as well. You know, M. Russell Ballard. The thing that we are saying now is the truth. He was just a grandfather, and in no way have I ever said that I have a special connection with him that would gain money and prominence for my businesses. It just so happens that we're such good friends. He told me to take him on this tour. And things when I say, anyway, the point that I'm making here is like, he's acting like, yeah, he's like my grandfather. I love him so much. We're like best friends. I never in a million years would ever use the fact that like he tells me that he wants me to take him on these like Boston city tours of American history. And like, he is on the top of my whiteboard that is like one of the silent investors. And like, besides all of the times that I uh, talked to uh, all of my staff and told them that M. Russell Ballard uh, believes in this entire operation and sanctions it. So by one account, yes. I have that part of my personality that like loves talking about it, but Hey, my son, my 18 year old son, he says, and like my other friends, haven't I never ever thrown around his name that like, we're besties? <laughs> you see the insanity he's losing it on camera. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep playing it for a sec. By the way, if anybody wants to share this with any news outlet, do it. Share it. it. Something it. evil is going on. I don't know who's behind it yet. He loved the tour. Explain, explain to this group my relationship with President Ballard. He loved, he loved the concept of the American Covenant. He loved this tour. He... All right, pause. Again, like I said earlier, this is what comes up. See that sneaky things. The concept of the American Covenant. What is mm -hmm. that? It is the idea. I just watched a video on it right before we started another side thing. Uh, remember when we were talking about Rod Meldrum, the yeah. firm foundation book of Mormon evidence conference, Tim Ballard has spoke at that many, many times. And I went on their website because I have a backstage. I have a, I have a pass. I paid $80 for it. I should be able to access all the Tim Ballard speaking conference videos, just like anybody else. And I went to go access it. And when I put my name nuance, ho, I was not allowed to get in. <laughs> and I was like, did they know? I told Julie, so I was like, do they, do they know that that person named Nuance Ho only has this pass so that they can go watch their videos and put them on cults to consciousness? 
<laughs> we did that, guys, by the way. Yeah. If you're like, what? We did that. I think yeah. it's, what is it? Rod Meldrum's the in the thumbnail title. with me. It's that one. Yeah, yeah. Guy with the mustache. <laughs> uh, Mormon propaganda. I had to go behind the paywall. But I, when I went to go, I was like, well, I want to know more about Tim Ballard's idea of this covenant. And it's got yeah. to be in his speeches on this conference. I wasn't able to get in because I think their entire website is down because there's got to be correct. Like I'm not conspiratorial. There's got to be at least eight speeches that Tim Ballard gave at their conference. And you're going to tell me that not a single one of them, he didn't say anything. We're like, I'm close friends with M. Russell Ballard and he approves <laughs> this following message. You know, I'm like, I'm highly suspicious that their website is down right now because they just like the Mormon church are trying to scrub any connection with him. Unless, yeah, if they don't, that's where the civil war came in. That's where the ultra right wing faction. That's where the Glenn Becks and the Rod Mildrums and the Hannah Stoddards and the Russ Barlows and the Ward Radios <laughs> and the Cardinalises. That's where they all they all uh, go off to that schism with Tim Ballard down like the 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 Lafferty brothers pipeline. I don't know something else. Oh, no. that's just Like that's already got a groove. There's already been so many grooves of break off Mormonism and we haven't had a good one for a while. And I'm, I'm ready for this one, but anyway, back on topic. Yeah. What was I talking about? The, uh, Tim Ballard, uh, speeches where he said, okay, get me back on track. What was on I Rod Meldrum? Well, I also have to wonder if Rod is also distancing himself because the LDS church distanced himself or if he's trying to protect Tim by putting the website out. And also we don't know, we don't know if that's why the website is down. We can speculate, but I think it's worth speculating because it's so interesting because Rod Meldrum is very, very extreme, so extreme that even the Mormon church denounced him and was like, no, I don't know what you're saying is a little too much. So mm -hmm. if even Rod is denouncing Tim, that's like, whoa, guys. That's that what means I'm going to check on and see. Yeah. Yeah. But also someone mentioned, and I think we should wrap this around. Someone was like, how do we know that that statement from the church was true? So did you do some digging on that to find out who made that statement? Um, yep. It's in the, it's in the bottom of the vice news article. Um, I can pull it up in just a second. Okay. Um, yeah, the last thing that I was going to wrap around was what he just said. He's, he asked his son, he's like, what, tell, tell me what um, Russell Ballard thinks right. of this whole system. And he said that he believes in this American covenant, this, right. and then when I was able to watch things that weren't behind the paywall from Rod Meldrum, <laughs> basically, yeah, there's this idea again of that. This is a chosen land set aside by God that Lehi is this Jewish family that left in 600 BC. His Book of Mormon people are the Native Americans of this land. That's a literal belief of people in mm -hmm. this faction of Mormonism. But again, the, the things that even that faction of Mormonism has in common with the main branch, there are so many overlaps. For example, um, things that both the apostles of the church, the most mainstream that you can get certified on every LDS website, are still the foundational things that people in the in in Tim Ballard's faction would still believe that like Nephi who uh was one of the authors to the Book of Mormon that that is a literal person and that he foresaw the pilgrims landing in America that God uh provided the pilgrims miracles to save them from being start you know starving to death 
and the pilgrims and the constitution prepared America for the restoration of the Mormon gospel that Joseph Smith would not have been able to restore the gospel until the exact right time in 1820, 1830. Mm -hmm. And that the foundations of America were brought forth by God, that this is a chosen land to restore this gospel for Joseph Smith and for the brown skinned, dark colored old Jew Lamanites who turned into be the native Americans for them to be those Lamanites to be converted, to repent of their sins. And that it's part of the Mormon uh, gospel going all the way back to Joseph Smith, that these, this, these are not just hypotheticals, that these are true stories of the native Americans and the foundations of America, this tug of war, this push and pull between God sending his chosen servant and Joseph Smith restoring these keys and spreading the gospel through the entire land. And that starts Mm -hmm. with America being founded. That starts with Mormonism being founded. And that starts with men like Tim Ballard thinking that they are God's chosen type of saviors to usher in this, this entire operation that he's got going. So how shocking to his system must it be that this American covenant that apparently M. Russell Ballard has been on board with this whole entire time. Something is not on board with now. He's, he's going out of his way to publicly denounce him. Yeah, which is, it begs the question, was he ever on board or was he actually on board? And that's why Tim is so shocked because now he publicly, without texting Tim and being like, hey, this got out of hand. I need to separate myself from you. Like, is Tim a little cuckoo about thinking he had the support of this apostle, this major apostle? Maybe he misinterpreted something that they had said to one another, like an interaction they had. Or was there really something going on? And then the apostle was like, nope, never mind. And real quick on the whole nationalism thing within Mormonism, I just have to point out for people who aren't familiar with Mormonism, the reason that America is so, it's such a big deal in Mormonism, aside from what you've said already, Kara, is Jesus, when he was resurrected, apparently wafted his way over and visited the United States as well. So that's one reason is like, yeah, it's in another it's another testament of Jesus Christ. And he came to the people in the States, too. Like, isn't that great? And then what else? Well, the fact that the chosen people, like you said, established, according to them, the Native American people established. And then the the other people came over and made it what it is now, America. Now it's like the perfect recipe to to reinstate God's one true church on the earth. Oh, and the Garden of Eden is in New York. And it's like, <laughs> there's all of these things that make America super amazing. And so it's yeah. really not that far of a stretch to try and understand why Tim Ballard is feeling in this sort of way. Exactly. It's all goes to do with American exceptionalism, which is ironic because I think he was, uh, he started this entire quest with, OUR after working in the CIA in Chile and seeing the like the poverty and the sex trafficking and all of the unrest that came after the American CIA itself infiltrated and installed like a puppet dictator and caused that type of distress. And so it's kind of like he's he's like, oh my gosh, America, best country on earth. I need to go into other countries to save these these sad brown children who are put at more distress because of my country and my operation. Forget that entire part of it. But then there is 
a, a underlying level of racism, especially here too, because Tim Ballard was not, he would not be able to do these type of heroic operations under the laws of the United States of America. And he has to go into other places where he's able to get away with the types of operations that he does. He's able to film them. He's able to, mm. to film, you know, these sad brown kids that, that pull at the heartstrings of wealthy white Mormon, you know, donors, perhaps that, that they're able to funnel all of this money into nonprofit quote unquote, and also for-profit ventures all under this sizzle, you know, scape, the sizzle scape of Tim Ballard exploiting the, these children who, of course we all are against sex trafficking, but the ways that sex trafficking actually happens often, and people are put in these destitute situations or something that people do not want to address. Like I said, not just with Mormon history, but with, you know, people who are LGBTQ being kicked out of their house, but who's the, who's the best child to advocate for the most innocent type of the most innocent victim that you don't need to know anything about their story. You can just kind of give money to this operation. It's if you're a Mormon, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's a Mormon guy, Tim Ballard. He's got the, uh, the, the approval of apparently our apostle. This must have some good, uh, this, right. this must be a good thing it's all under, under his credibility and his, um, stewardship and discernment. And of course we want to bring as many people, um, into, uh, the Mormon church as possible. And the best way to do that is who is their hero, Tim Ballard, white Mormon yeah. guy, you know, so, so real quick, major to it. yeah, real quick for people who are just joining and maybe think that we are against the efforts to support ending child trafficking, human trafficking, that is not the case. What we are criticizing is that in the beginning of this, we showed this whiteboard interview where Tim was laying out his master plan of how to become essentially this messiah and bring people to the Mormon church. And all of these different efforts were a part. It was like a sizzle, a way to get people interested to funnel money into his own name, his own website his books, his whatever to prop him up. So we are not saying we are against the efforts to support the end of child trafficking, human trafficking. We are against the exploitative nature and the way that he is going about this and gaining donors based off of clout that apparently, according to the statement of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, does not exist. So I hope that that's very clear and I just wanted to say that one more time in case you were just joining and trying to figure out why we're crapping on this underground railroad situation. Perfect. And let me uh, expand upon that. And then we'll go back into the article. It is a Utah-based nonprofit uh, that has a paramilitary force. And its mission is to rescue, hopefully, child sex slaves from pimps, kidnappers, and brothels in foreign countries. In the United States, OUR also assists law enforcement crackdown on pedophiles who troll the internet for ch uh, child victims. OUR's highest profile advocates and fundraisers are former Homeland Security agent Tim Ballard and Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes in Utah, who said mm. that there's going to be a patriot and warrior um, coming for the Senate seat soon. The organization has likely collected more than $80 million to help sex Crime officers conduct stings to nab pedophiles. OUR is now under criminal investigation 
So this is, this is previous. This is when it was under criminal investigation. I think that's closed now under the Davis County attorney's yeah. office, uh, with regard to how it solicits and manages donations. So there was an investigation, but it's red flags include unproven claims and bogus fundraising pitches, which I think mm-hmm. would include a pitch that there's some type of, again, affinity fraud going on that you can trust me more than you would trust another person. Your critical thinking can kind of be put on a shelf for a little while because again, in Mormonism, there's this special connection that I'm a priesthood holder. I worked for the CIA. I've got the endorsement of such and such. Mm -hmm. Who knows how his fundraising pitches would have gone. Emphasis on stranger danger, pedophiles rather than pedophiles known to child victims and their parents. But again, I just wanted to expand on what Shalise said, that of course, everything that has to do with child exploitation and any type of exploitation sexually or of adult or child or otherwise is something I wholeheartedly condemn and put shivers down my spine. And I would want to end in, in the most uh, ethical, poignant ways possible in our society and around the world. Um, but he emphasizes, again, these other countries where he's able to do a lot more exploitive types of uh rescue missions and that again, create more of this sizzle for himself, his clout and for his nonprofit and for-profit businesses. And part of that is that the, the dangers come from strangers. Whereas we know that most people who are abused and exploited are, that is done so by somebody that they are closely related Mm -hmm. to, that is not a stranger. And that he's also uh, politically highly partisan and everything. Again, the red flags include that it's highly infused with Mormonism again, in this Vice article that we can continue to read, that it has to do with using psychics who are talking to dead Mormon prophets from the Book of Mormon, like Nephi, that are instructing them on their stings of these exploited children, infusing that Mormonism. So them's there are the red flags. Yeah. And I also want to point out that what you just read, Kara, was not just on the Vice article. I found it in multiple different sources during my research before this. In fact, I think it was even on the Salt Lake Tribune website. So there's many people who are reporting on the the questionable nature of Operation Underground Railroad and the charges that were put against them in the past. So we are doing our best to do our due diligence in looking at all these different resources, not just taking one resource's word for it. We are doing our best to bring you the most accurate news possible as it comes out. So Kara, what do you have for us next? I think we should continue to read the article a little bit. So documents obtained by Vice show anti-trafficking against Tim Ballard claims claimed that a uh, revered and powerful figure in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints played a secret central role in Operation Underground Railroad, or OUR, the organization Ballard founded. Insiders who spoke to federal and local investigators, insiders of OUR, spoke to the investigators uh, as part of that since-closed criminal inquiry, described Ballard, which I'm assuming is the, the Davis County one, described Ballard claiming that OUR and his personal business ventures were backed by a senior member of the church's second highest leadership body. Again, that's the apostleship of M. Russell Ballard. And part of a larger mission to use the anti-trafficking cause to bring Americans to the Mormon faith, or in his word, lead them to the covenant. So missionaries, 60 to 80,000 missionaries around the world between the ages of 18 and 20, not, not enough 
other ways to lead people to the covenant, whatever Tim Ballard is up to. Yeah. So this is a quote. Tim is fully convinced that he is supposed to be the Mormon Messiah and lead people back to the church. Read notes from an interview between criminal investigators and a former OUR higher up. But now spokesperson for the church tells Vice News that while the apostle in question and Russell Ballard was once close to Tim Ballard, to whom he is not related, despite them sharing the last name, the OUR founder betrayed their friendship through the unauthorized use of President Ballard's name for Tim Ballard's personal advantage and activity regarded as morally unacceptable. Elder Ballard's relationship with Tim Ballard is the church spokesperson told Vice News in the past they did not specify what activity was regarded as morally unacceptable. So again, that's the thing in question. Tim Ballard did not respond to a detailed request for comment. OUR provided a statement, which is a reproduced below. Um, The unusually public denunciation of Tim Ballard is particularly newsworthy at this moment. He left OUR earlier this year following an internal investigation into employee complaints about his conduct at virtually the same moment, The Sound of Freedom, a fictionalized version of his purported child rescuing exploits became a surprise box office hit. He has since begun promoting a new anti-trafficking organization, The Spear Fund. Have you heard anything about that? No, I haven't. All I can tell so far is that that is going to be another umbrella over all of at the top of that pyramid, that that's going to be another for-profit umbrella that's going to include all of these things. Cause he's basically been kicked out of his own organization and he's yeah. going to be doing the same type of things under a new umbrella. Another sizzle, you mean, according to his whiteboard chart? Yes. Yes, exactly. And maybe with a different apostle, which I'll get into. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. It's all there in the article. He's also, but uh, he is also said by many Utah insiders to be wearing a run for Senate speculating that he was given more weight by a recent statement from Sean Reyes, the Utah attorney general, who's also a longtime friend and supporter. Reyes wrote that he would not be running for Senate, allowing an opportunity for a dear friend of mine who is a great conservative patriot and warrior to run and serve as the next senator from Utah. Reyes said that person would announce their run in the coming days. So Hmm. pretty easy to guess who that's going to be. Okay, so Reyes is an attorney general, and he was saying he's not running for Senate but he wants Tim. Well, in so many words, he's like, I got a guy. And we all think that it's Tim. And then it goes on to say, uh, according to the documents, described exceptionally close ties between the two Ballards. Elder Ballard, who's in his 90s, is the acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, an extremely senior position within the church, and is viewed by faithful Mormons as a profound spiritual and moral authority. Again, cannot overstate that enough if you're not familiar with Mormonism. M. Russell Ballard is a household name. He's an apostle of the church. His picture is on the wall of every seminary building, classroom. (laughs) Um, You go to certain Mormon friends of mine's homes. It's in front of their piano, every single apostle with their name. So their kids memorize it. So M. Russell Ballard is definitely seen as somebody um, that has spiritual and moral authority that if he's known to be signing off on and, and approving these actions by Tim Ballard, that holds a lot of weight. Continuing, people familiar with ORU's uh, OUR's operations have previously told Vice News that Tim Ballard has sometimes claimed that Elder Ballard personally urged him to quit his previous job at Homeland Security Homeland Security Investigations to found OUR. Again, that's another big claim um, that that these are the people from the inside of the organization speaking out and kind of giving the lowdown on how they were able to believe 
extra firmly that this is uh, not just a good organization, but something that is of God, of their Mormon God, especially. Yeah, yeah. The ties between Tim Ballard and Elder Ballard are described in the documents are numerous and occasionally bizarre, involving claimed business arrangements, blessings, and even a psychic who claimed to be able to communicate with the prophet Nephi, who, according to the Book of Mormon, has been dead for thousands of years. I love that reporting. <laughs> Some journalist is like... <laughs> Who, according to the Book of Mormon, let me fact check this. <laughs> he died. Let's see, right. 600 well, BC, basically. I'm sure the first thing they Googled when they're like, oh, who's the Mormon prophet Nephi? And then they were probably like, oh, wait, he's just in this book. <laughs> he's like just this random character, not anyone that we actually know existed. It's funny. <laughs> he came from when Jerusalem was destroyed. He got He made a boat with his brothers, Laman and Lemuel, making fun of him in a region that's not known for its great boat building trees and mm -hmm. uh, smelting things out of ore to create a boat that sailed around America that America was completely unpopulated before his family got there and the inhabitants of all of the Polynesian and islands and central, south, and North America are all from Nephi's family, basically. Nephi's family and his brothers and his dad. Um, that is who the psychic is praying to on where to help the missing exploiting children. And again, we want to help children who are being exploited. Anyone who is in these types of destitute situations get help and do it through actual means of not uh, connecting to a realm where fictional characters are seen as the highest authority. That just, right. that hurts me. It's not even funny. It's just if I could swear, I would have so many expletives right now. Kara, you can swear. It would take up the rest of the show. I can't. It just <laughs> makes me so mad that this is the type of operation that they're running, that they are, that Mormonism is so serious to them that they're calling on the direction of dead Mormon prophets. And this is right. something that people have funneled, what, $8 million into. And who's at the top right. of it? Somebody with like a, a Ouija board talking to, to Nephi. Cool. Great just on brand for Mormonism. I'm sorry. I agree. Uh, Is there something else you wanted to show us? I'm just yeah. like, just next. <laughs> and Kara prepared all of this, guys. We I did it in like two hours with my kids screaming day. too. And I was just like, draw me a picture. I'll pay you for it. Just let me research this. I'm Tim Ballard right now. You did a great job. <laughs> so that's crazy enough. And then allegations from a former OUR higher up, as well as text messages contained all the documents obtained by Vice News suggests that Tim Ballard and an associate represent, representing Elder Ballard as a partner in a for-profit business called Slave Stealers, and then that for later, which was pitched as a way to control OUR and other nonprofits. So remember that pyramid, I can, I can show it again if somebody's missed it. So that's Slave Stealers is, is up there at the top um, as a way to control OUR and other nonprofits. It was apparently viewed as part of a scheme that would allow Tim Ballard to monetize the notoriety he gained through his often exaggerated exploits. Tim Ballard also claimed, according to the documents, that Elder Ballard maintained close contact with him during at least one disastrous overseas mission. So it's again, that's what I talked about earlier at the beginning, that mm -hmm. they're under the idea that their apostle, so many of these employees at OUR, that their own acting apostle, who they believe is a, a prophet, seer, revelator that is in touch with Jesus Christ, is technically overseeing their operation. And endorsing again, that, it. Endorsing it and um, 
and, and giving his blessing to it. Uh, and then a disastrous mission ended up happening, which was based on information obtained by the psychic medium and aimed at rescuing a missing child. Ballard said the Mormon elder blessed him and his wife, Catherine beforehand, uh, and received real-time updates from the ground. That's pretty serious interaction for Tim in that video to be like, I have never where he's a grandpa to me, but it's not that he endorses any of this. I haven't asked for that. He just, he just, again, if you go back to that video of what his son said, he's like, yeah, elder Ballard believes in this American covenant. That is a specific phrase. That's a specific book of elder, or uh, that's a specific book of Tim Ballard's and a specific speech, a specific rant, specific mm. lane that his faction has kind of coined about this American covenant. So to say for his son to be like, yeah, he loves him, loves him like a grandpa, believes in this American covenant. It's very obvious that M. Russell Ballard is now only just trying to distance him while he's running for Senate and that there's, there's a lot of uh, embarrassment going on in the top leadership of the church right now that are wanting mm -hmm. to distance them themselves from this, which they weren't doing previously. In response to a detailed request for comment on these matters, a spokesperson for the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints sent a statement which reads in full. Um, so I already read that, so we can skip that part. It's the same thing, I believe, as, as earlier. Which um, website is this on? This is reading? the Vice article, but the same quote is also in Deseret News. Right, okay. Um, and that is the statement from... It, not anyone, it, it'll say who specifically it was, but it is from like the, the head PR department of the church. In an email to Sean Reyes, the Utah attorney general, Troy Rawlings, a prosecutor in Davis County, Utah, whose office carried out the now closed investigation into OUR, wrote that he had somewhere around 10,000 pages of psychic readings, psychic readings on where to find missing children as communicated to them by dead Mormon prophets. Okay. Those were conducted by Janet Russin, a psychic medium who talks to dead Mormon leaders, particularly a Mormon prophet from 6,000 BC named Nephi to get Intel Rawlings wrote Russin declined to comment on her work. So the psychic was reached out. She declined to comment. Um, Rollins made it clear that he thought donors to OUR would be dismayed by the idea that it's prime paramilitary missions Okay. They're going in with guns. They're going in with, uh, what are those called? Bulletproof jackets. I don't watch enough war movies. They're going in <laughs> with paramilitary force to save these children. Again, this is not against sex trafficking. And there's so much obnoxious, like, oh, it's just this like leftist media in the secular world. They just, they hate the movie sound of freedom because they love children being exploited because that's secretly all that they want to do by channel, your channels release. Everything revolves around people in systems who have been exploited and know what that's like. And that is mm -hmm. like the sole mission of my life is for people to recognize how they've been exploited and perhaps cults or some other type of way. So to, to throw around this accusation that it's like people like us, we just don't want uh, kids to be saved. We love when people in, are in vulnerable circumstances and are sold into sex slavery. Couldn't be further from the truth. Again, that's, that's Mormonism start. And if the entire thing that the donors of these missions and not, and not doing some type of best practice that actually ensures that these children are safe and, yeah. and with some type of checks and balances that you would need for such a delicate type of operation with children, vulnerable children and dangerous people around. And then to know that that's all being conducted by 
psychics. Donors should know these things. And it's important that this information gets out to the public of how dangerous this, this type of faction of believing you have the mantle of God, the authority to act in his name, that you are allowed to call on the name of the apostles and that nothing bad is going to happen to you because you work for the Lord. This is the Lord's yeah. mission, regardless of the checks and balances, regardless of the exploitation that happens. If you get rich, if you get famous, there's a prosperity gospel in all of this too, that if you are looking to invest in something that's going to be a huge win for God, what's better than helping, you know, poor exploited children. There's just so many different factors in this, that just it's, it's such a tale of what Mormonism is and it's not a surprise. I've been ranting for a while. I mean, you you got it. <laughs> you said all you the got things. It, <laughs> I'm good. just like this hits this hits at the core of it because I'm like, when you have these these uh, fantastical supernatural beliefs in one in one type of Mormonism, that's dangerous enough. But things like the Lafferty brothers and Under the Banner of Heaven, and like my parents have gone to all of Rod Meldrum's conferences. They are uh, the type of people who. The Lafferty brothers, if you don't know, the the Murdered Under people. the Banner of Heaven move that that murdered um that their murdered own family this woman members. and her baby. Yeah, their own family yeah. members. They're a family of chiropractics. The one that gave the weapons to the brothers that ended up murdering. He's my he's my dad, he's my parents' current chiropractic, like today. Like today they go see him for all of their medical problems. Like there are factions within Mormonism what? that are very personal to me that just are so insane because they have they have the ability to think that not only does, is this church absolutely a thousand percent correct that, that, it, that these people speak for Jesus Christ. But then within that, if they, they don't believe in the vaccine or anything that is not within, uh, the, the most kosher version of, of Mormonism, that they still know better because they have this mantle. That is a very dangerous game to play. And that is yeah. kind of the game of, of Mormon religion where you have this, personal revelations. And if they're not stopped, which I'm guessing is what the, the church is trying to do by distancing themselves exactly. from Tim Ballard right now is they're trying to put a stop in something, which if this faction is large enough, like I think it will, will literally lead to a type of schism within the Mormon church, because these two things cannot coexist for very much longer. Okay. Yeah. So where was I that? Yeah. Everything about the donors, everything is, is, is done by a psychic talking to Nephi and that this paramilitary operations, like, don't you think that these donors would be very dismayed, um, that these missions were being guided by a psychic and a deceased Mormon prophets quote, donors are not made aware that Nephi via, uh, Russin is the key piece to OUR's operational intelligence. He added, mm -hmm. Criminal investigators were interested in the nexus between Russin, Tim Ballard, and the church. One document Vice News obtained is a memo describing an interview between the FBI special agent and the Davis County investigator and a former OUR development director, okay? Development director of OUR, whom we are not naming at her request. So this is like the breaking part of the news for somebody who didn't want to go quite on record. This person said that she had not heard that Janet... Uh, was ever vetted or vouched for by the LDS church. The memo reads, reads, but stated Tim blurred lines and would frequently sell say, I told elder Ballard all about it. So she's like, is, is everything, we're supposed to be talking to a psychic who's talking to 
uh, our dead Mormon prophets? And he's like, yeah, uh, I told Elder Ballard, Ballard and he's, it's, it's all co kosher. It's all fine. The LDS church itself is kind of trying to scrub their connection with Tim Ballard right now is really interesting. Um, but he is somebody who has promoted Mormonism again, who's thought that central to his ideology is to bring people to the Mormon church, um, as stated in this vice article and the church has been fine with that type of reciprocal relationship. So I could pull it up right now. Um, but there are pictures of all of the different news articles on the LDS church's websites, um, about supporting like, you know, his Tim Ballard is this guy who rescues children and here's his testimony of Jesus Christ. And he's trying to bring as many people to Christ as possible. These have all been articles on the LDS church's website. Um, I found for instance, uh, Enzyme college is owned by the LDS church. Uh, it, he has a, he has a speech there and there's a picture that I also found of on the left is, uh, Sean Reyes and him before these different meetings and donor talks, they're saying a prayer, like mm. as if they're in elders quorum or something, they're saying a prayer for Mormon God to come and bless these meetings and these operations. Right. And within the quotes from one of his, his, uh, speeches that this is from Enzyme, it says that, uh, and this was the single kind of breaking point for me where I made a decision with my wife after much prayer and fasting to leave the government and go looking for these kids who are outside the jurisdiction of the United States. And Gardy Marty was, um, one of those, one of those parent kids that was missing who they were, had a disastrous, uh, operation that failed miserably. That was mm. all guided, um, apparently by these psychics, but again, to reiterate, he has a family, they go to the temple. Mormonism is not something that is a sideline to their life. Their entire life is Mormonism and acting in the, in accordance with what they feel God has laid on their heart of what they should be doing. So this definitely is a mission from, from God himself of these operations he should be doing. So for the very church that he feels like he's doing this for, that told him to do it, that he's, he's saying that M. Russell Ballard, Ballard told him to start these operations that He's, he went through prayer and fasting and that's what they were told for the very church that he's been trying to do all this for, um, denouncing him is, 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 is a really big deal. A, it's a really big deal. It's a real shock to the system. <laughs> I'd have to say it's a really big deal. Do you feel like we've covered everything? Uh, the last thing we got to cover is uh, Glenn Beck. You are hungry and ready to go get sushi. I know. <laughs> You're doing great, Kara. I am just thrilled that you headed up this our operation, <laughs> the operation right. to take down the operations. Any other Congrats ideas? on the 100K, everyone. Thanks, Kara. My exmo sister in Christ has hit <laughs> 100K. Thank you. Congratulations, that's huge. So finally, I've been toying with this all day. I've I've been teasing you all with it the entire time. Okay. So Mormon Stories posted this today. Glenn Beck attacks the Mormon church in defense of Tim Ballard. And I respond, meaning John Dillon. If you think this behavior of discarding loyalists when convenient and lying about it when necessary is new to the LDS church, you never knew the LDS church. <laughs> like, oh man, that's such a, that's such a smackdown. So Glenn Beck, again, is a, a, somebody who wears Mormonism on his sleeve. He talks about it all the time. He has when he had his, his old uh, cable news channel and he is very open that he's LDS and has been a supporter of Tim Ballard. And he came out on his Twitter, I think last night and said, 
things my church never used to do. One, effectively excommunicate church members without giving them adequate notice of or an opportunity to respond to accusations. Mm, that's actually kind of always happened, but that's neither here nor yeah. there. Two, effectively excommunicate church members by means of public statements issued by the news media by unnamed church spokespersons. Um, again, if I go back to the Vice News article, I think his name is actually in there. I'm being a bad reporter right now. Sorry. Three, effectively excommunicate church members through ambiguous but unquestionably damning statements casually provided to publications that hate the church, its members, and everything they stand for. He is mad. <laughs> He's like, and Very you told mad. Vice about that? Yeah. And then it goes on to say, effectively excommunicate church members from church headquarters with neither involvement nor or notice to local ecclesiastical leaders. And again, what he's saying by effectively excommunicate, because there's ways to excommunicate. We go through uh, the, the offices council. and they have a disciplinary council and there's a there's like a trial and you're able to talk and and usually that's the way to excommunicate. But to, to lose your your covenants, your ordinances, uh, your, you'd have to be rebaptized into the church. Being excommunicated yeah. is a very serious thing. A lot of people who are excommunicated, they don't want to be members of the church anymore, you know? But uh, in this type of situation, it's not that he's he's literally losing all of his covenants and ordinances and have to be rebaptized. It's just I don't know how he's going to survive. I don't know how Tim Ballard's going to survive in the Mormon Church with such a rebuke, shaming. yeah, like this. Effectively excommunicate church members through church staff, not priesthood offices. That's again very interesting that he's he's being ousted by the the person who has the mantle of authority at the at the PR department. And then John DeLynn responded, with respect, Glenn Beck, I'm not sure you know the Church of Jesus Christ very well. The Mormon Church uses you until you're no longer useful, then they discard you. Happened to me. It's been that way since 1830. Uh, I said that weird. It's been that way since 1830. <laughs> Oddly, I actually feel sympathy for Tim Ballard. What do you think, Shalise? Do you feel any empathy for Tim Ballard? I don't know. I guess... It's hard to say because I don't know him personally. I don't know his intentions with all of these things. Based on what we've covered tonight, I feel like he has brought that upon himself. I think a lot of it comes back to that whiteboard meeting. It just leaves a really bad feeling in my gut where all of this is self-serving and it has this facade of I'm helping children and I'm doing God's work. But in reality, it's just a bunch of self-serving BS to prop him up and do what he thinks. Granted, he thinks he's doing the right thing of the ends justify the means of bringing people to the covenant, bringing people into the one true church on the planet, according to Mormonism. So I think maybe his ten intentions may be right or close to the right place, but the execution of it, not thinking it through in that way doing these things just for the wrong reasons, for clout, all of that just makes me feel gross. So again, I don't know if I can say I feel empathy for him necessarily, although I can say that it, that would definitely suck. As we've mentioned, he's doing everything for this organization that just said, no, thanks. We don't want anything to do with you. Yeah, that's really crappy. But I feel most sorry for his kids because they're the ones, they're really the innocent ones in this who are going to get a lot of backlash and that's really sad yeah I definitely feel bad for the kids who are caught up in all of this um then especially if he does end up running for senate and potentially winning what that would turn into um, yeah um I don't even want to think about that um so um would you mind me reading one last thing or you, you okay go for it up? 
uh, I just <laughs> thought I would, I always love to grab kind of what the word on the ground is of what other commentary people are giving. So one person on the Mormon stories page said, uh, anyone who considers a psychic channeling of Nephi as actionable intelligence to send Americans into foreign places, often dangerous, which could hurt them as, uh, as us, the human race should not be given the authority to vote and legislate on our behalf. <laughs> Again, if that's yeah. the type of, that's his mode of operation that does call into question what type of Senator he would be. Uh, another person said an apostle couldn't discern Conman, uh, almost like that famous picture of Hinckley again with Mark Hoffman. And I also wanted to bring up that you, we mentioned that there was another apostle that was also in, uh, at the bottom of the vice article, it talks about Tim Ballard also meeting with elder Rasband of the quorum of the 12, I believe. And that when asked for comment, if he uh, had anything to say about his connection with Tim Ballard. He says that he doesn't remember ever meeting him, which, uh, RFM radio free Mormon on his podcast on the same topic today pointed out RFM is an attorney. And he said, that's the type of comment that you leave where you want to leave it ambiguous. That if somebody has evidence coming forward later that you did have a meeting <laughs> that you're, you're able like, to say, Oh, oh I, I remember now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Glenn Beck for the actual excommunications of John Dillon, Natasha Helfer, Sam Young, Sam Young, who specifically fought for uh, policies in the church to be changed. He was a bishop who was excommunicated, saying we need to end these predatory private bishop interviews between sexually charged interviews, sexually charged interviews. Exactly. Where he's asking, do you masturbate the all of the things that that happened behind closed doors with um, with minors and bishop Sam Young was a bishop who specifically asked the LDS church in every route that he knew how to to protect children and for speaking out against it was excommunicated. So Sam Young was a big, big problem uh, when I was still a faithful Mormon that I could not believe the church did that, that the church that I believed in wasn't, was going out of its way to protect itself as an institution and not do what was in the best interest of kids. So when Glenn Beck is like, there's actual, actual excommunications with John DeLynn, Natasha Helfer, Sam Young, and a nearly endless and ever-growing list of historians, therapists, advocates, activists, and LGBTQ individuals sleeping on it. And Glenn Beck, when a right-wing grifter using the church for his brand, gets a slap on the wrist by church corporate anger, anger, fuel, rage. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's ironic. It's painful that, uh, certain things that people care about it's in their faction. If it's in their investments, uh, I'll just end it by saying that, uh, the church has, you know, deleted all of their references to anything Tim Ballard fascinating. Yeah. I'm looking to see if, uh, like the entire Rod Meldrum faction of the church, the firm foundation, the book of Mormon evidence conference has had Tim Ballard speak at all their conferences as keynote speaker for years. Um, their website's down right now. I'm curious to see what will come back on their website when it comes back up. And then yeah. people like Glenn Beck and people like, uh, Rod Meldrum and, and people who host these types of thought of Tim Ballard, if they will take any accountability for giving him a platform to spread misinformation and to prop up his own, his own for-profit businesses and, um, stuff like that. There's one last slide I do want to show real quick, but I just forgot okay. and you're probably running out of time. You're like, Kara, you prepare, you over-prepared too much. <laughs> it's true. You did a great job. <sighs> I, uh, you got me started talking. You're like, do you want to do a live stream with me? And I said, do I? <laughs> play a little bit of the rest of his clip of him ranting because then I have another last point. 
somebody is trying to exploit this relationship. Never happened. I have never. It, frankly, it would be a hor it'd be a horrible. <laughs> it'd be a horrible donation pitch. It would hurt me more than it would help me. I don't want to be attached to some religious denomination. That's not going to help me. <laughs> That's such a lie. That is such a lie. Okay. Okay. Again. Again. <laughs> what? Again. What did his when he asked his son, what does M. Russell Ballard think of of this whole thing? And he says, Yeah, he loves the American Covenant. That is, he, that is specifically his son knowing that this entire operation he is running is in concert with Mormonism. What yeah. and Mormonism is? It goes from Nephi. The Book of Mormon to the current leadership and authority in Russell and Ballard. You can't disconnect that. So that is really crazy for him to say that. Why would I want to tie this to Mormonism? I don't know. Your entire staff is Mormon. You're on your donor base. You live in Utah. Continue anyway. Never did it. But somebody decided to make up this story. My children are being horrified. My children. Which I don't deny. I'm sure this has all been very hard. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to ask randomly hope that I'm there's the one bad last guy thing. in the story that rescued over 7,000 women and children. Can you help me understand that? How, how can I be the bad guy here? I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm as human as anybody. But how is it that my decisions and my actions, which led to the rescue of over 7,000 women and children, and the arrest and imprisonment of over 5,000 traffickers and pedophiles, you tell me how I'm the bad guy in that story. How is it possible? I pray to God the Church of Jesus Christ and Letter of Saints wasn't part of this. I, I don't know yet. I don't know. I can tell you this much. My state president knew nothing about it. My bishop knew nothing about it. If the Church of Jesus Christ and Letter of Saints wants to condemn me publicly before the world, in the moment that I'm trending, and, and please don't take this the wrong way, but The Sound of Freedom is the number one movie in, the, in Latin America. It's the number one movie. Do you want to hear my conspiracy theory? Yeah. This is, I've never wanted a conspiracy theory to kind of be more true, though. Okay. So once okay. you said that, pretend that Tim Ballard. Yes, he's, he is a very imperfect man. Let's say best case scenario, he's done a lot of shady stuff, but his best intentions are to out child sex traffickers, pedophiles, and he really does have a heart for that. He just goes about it in unethical, exploitive ways that also make him a lot of money and raise his clout, okay? What if in his investigations, he found some type of sex trafficking ring or something within Mormonism 
that he was about to be like a whistleblower on or something within his organization where the Mormon church was going to be held accountable or liable for something that his organization uncovered and that they needed to discredit him before that came out. Cause that that's in the realm of possibilities because the church is known for, uh, hiding child sex, you know, pedophiles and things again, going back to its founding, but even in recent history, if you watch the Mormon stories episode that just came out a couple days ago, I literally texted John and said, that was the best Mormon stories I've ever seen. Um, with Adam, Adam, who's my new hero, who was abused within the LDS context of the boy scouts of America for years and the ways that they moved around these scouting leaders, the higher ups that knew about it, the way that the church and its law, uh, arm, uh, Curtin and McConkey fought against getting the laws changed for statute of limitations in Idaho and fought, uh, bringing these different pedophiles to justice. Like the church has been, um, highly, highly exploitive and suspect in all of these ways. And it just, my most conspiracy, my most kind thing I could say is that I'm thinking that maybe there is a conspiracy going on here where maybe they don't want anyone sniffing around their business anymore. That's one way to look at it. That's one. So I think, yes, that could be possible. But also, I don't feel it in my gut that I want to give Tim Ballard that much credit because also he's doing most of the stuff overseas, right? And I think a lot of the child abuse scandals are happening in the States, but I could be wrong too. I don't know. I think, I think yes, there's definitely a lot of abuse cover-ups within the church. And on the other hand, Tim Ballard is exploiting children while also simultaneously saving them, but in these questionable ways that we're, we need more answers for. So I don't know, maybe. It's not that I believe it. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Just it's a possibility. <laughs> the, I'm just saying there's, there's just, again, my passion is to, to end this type of exploitive behavior and things. And it's just ironic that it's coming from a church that has such a hotbed of abuse and ecclesiastical abuse of children and these mantles mm-hmm. of power that it's like, you don't need to go to foreign countries to play white savior when your church has its own problems and within yeah. its doctrine, within its policies right now, actively excommunicating bishops who try to make it better. Like the, yeah. the, the call is coming from inside the house, like in, in Mormonism, it's, it's not that you need to go play white savior in a different country. Yeah, I um, agree. And I really quickly want to say thank you for everyone who has joined us combined between my channel and yours, Kara, we have almost 1300 people watching, which is really great. Thank you. Uh, we, we really want to do our best to get the news out in the best possible way and the most accurate news, which is why Kara put together all of this research for us today. So yeah, thank you so much, Kara. You nailed it. I rushed through so it. Much it all made sense. <laughs> it's, it's the job of a mom to be on the computer and being like, yeah, we're going live in an hour here's an uncrustable. So this is what you get with like having two hours to prep, but I'm, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks everyone for my channel tuning in. Love you guys so much. And, uh, you guys are obviously already following Shalise cause she's the best. And Thanks, again, hundred thousand subscribers, <laughs> the best interviews two Exmo gals, just no one, no one where it's at on YouTube. Just love you so much. And I'm coming to visit you in a little bit. Too. Yay. So. I love you so much. And now I want an uncrustable. That sounds really good. And I think that's it. Any final words, Kara? Nope. Sila, child sex trafficking, very, very bad. Uh, 
using the least exploitive means that are the best practices that have checks and balances and are good. So just want to make sure parting words <laughs> that we great, are not misunderstood on that, you know? Yes. Great point. If, if they made it this far, trolls usually don't make it in very far, but here we are. Anyway, thank you guys so much, everyone. And until next time, follow your highest excitement, be conscious and be well.